You are now tuned into All Bets In with my guys. My guys, my guys, my guys, my guys sports. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to All Bets In with my guys sports. I'm Spurl Online, and with me is Money Lime Rich. This is the artist formerly known as Freeway Rich. Same person, same bets, same guy, same skill. What's going on with you, Money Lime Rich? Nothing much, man. I just had to get, you know, I had to had to contribute something to the to the betting world. I like to bet money lines often. You know, I like money. My name is Rich, so we might just put all them things together and. And that's where I came up with the money line, Rich. So looking yeah. forward to getting this show started today. Oh, that's that's what's up, man. Still on the freeway, though, man. Still moving. Yeah, still on the freeway. Yeah, still on the highway. We were recording in different spots right now. Like I said, we always going to give you this podcast and give you this uh, game where we can, no matter, you know, what island, what, what city, what state we're in, we're going to be on here. There we go. There we go. We, we're, we're, we're recording live on a Thursday night, we actually got the uh, Thursday night football game um, coming to a uh, coming to a close here. Uh, been back and forth. Um, didn't hit, we? And uh, I didn't really have too much of a pin on this game. game. <laughs> Look like it's going over though. Going over, yeah. No, or if it's, it's already over. Oh, it's way. Yeah, it's definitely way over. I think it closed at like forty and a half. So, oh yeah, yeah. it's way over. No yeah. defense being played. Hey, it's surprisingly it's um and and I know we talked we be, we talk about this pretty often how the media right plays mm-hmm. such a part and you look all day all day on the outlets and it's all the Daniel Jones bash fest you know and yep and granted this game isn't over so you know anything could happen but um. Yeah, they, a lot about Daniel Jones and how much of a quarterback he is not at the moment. And uh, yep. and here you go. It uh, looks like he has a chance to uh, uh, get a money line win as uh, three and a half point underdogs on the road division game. So that's uh, there you go. That's yeah, how the media works sometimes. Exactly. Even Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was the biggest one yesterday uh, talking about how he's off the Daniel Jones train. It's like and I feel like nowadays quarterbacks are on such a short leash. You know, you it's, uh, it's too many kids coming out of college. It's too many talent that people are seeing. And people don't want to waste that much time waiting on the quarterback. So, you know, Jones is supposed to be a handpicked by Eli and Peyton. And they feel like he's supposed to deliver. But, you know, hey, you know, it's got to work. So I, I wish the best for Dan. I like, I like the kid, actually. I think he's had, you know, you, you can't be a good quarterback in, as a rookie or as a second or third year if you don't have an offense line that protects you and, and that's been their limitations. Oh man. I, I, I agree. That's one of those things where, where, where is ownership taking responsibility and the player's development and growth? Like, uh, yep. you know, you, you want to move on from them without giving him the adequate tools, you know, that's uh, in the long run that ends up costing you uh, money, time, years of rebuilding uh, just because, 
you know, you, you players need um, to be in good positions as well. You know, not everybody can just is, uh, you know, Hopkins, you know, where they can play with any mm-hmm. quarterback, any team. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, some guys need uh, to f- their development fostered, you know, so. Yep. That's what happened. Like, hey, perfect example, Sam Darnold. You know, he, he the way they did him in New York and then now they, they, they learn from their mistakes, brought a new regime in and got Zach Wilson and, you know, hopefully they'll do right by him because they definitely didn't do right by Sam Darnold. So, like you said, that is an important organization. He just they, we blame players, but organizations definitely are, are responsible for how players are developed. Absolutely. One one uh, one that comes to mind also is um, um, even even Trubisky. Like mm. I can't even be mad, too mad at Trubisky because. Uh, he was also drafted in the spot he wasn't supposed to get drafted. In. So no. you put him in a bad spot from the get go, and it just no no offensive line, no true run game, no true outside weapons, and now you got this you know this young guy you know fighting his mental his mental battle and confidence like you know that's uh. And I'm not saying Mitchell Trubisky is an all-world quarterback, but he has tools. And I mean, uh, backup quarterback. Hey, you know, and serviceable. So you know, um, yep. I just, uh, you know, it works on both sides for sure. I agree. Different, different, different feet. Trubisky, like you say, he got all the physical tools. You know, just sometimes you need a different system. Different system. Uh, so what one thing we do uh we do want to make sure we do on my guy sports as always uh give you guys uh transparency talk about last week and our recap you know uh things we learned how we do how our tickets went and uh you know just kind of share some insight into our process and uh some things that um you know how we execute and some things that you know we always look to try to get better at um uh as far as you money line, how how'd you uh how'd you how'd your weekend go? You know, how'd you how'd your tickets go? How'd you what you think about the games you saw? Man, two fumbles in New England killed me big time. Um that was a game that was a game that I probably could have backed off on. I think sometimes you get in the habit of, you know, you you trust you I'm starting to trust Bill Belichick too much. And I mean, I'm even on him again, as you'll see later on in the show, but you know, sometimes you just, you know, you gotta, be, you gotta be patient. I wasn't, I wasn't disciplined enough in that game. I, there's nothing I've seen from Matt Jones. There's nothing I've seen for the Patriots' new revamped defense. Nothing that I should have been betting, you know, on a game, especially with a line of, you know, what minus three, you know, blind four. I mean, I didn't realize so many Patriots coaching staff are on the Dolphins. These are two teams that know each other. The best bet on that game would have been the under, honestly. Because you know nobody was going to outscore anybody. They know each other, both sides. So it is something that uh, that I was real disappointed in. But other than that, you know the other games were all good. Like all our teasers hit. You know all the the money line games that we liked, they all went well. Uh, a couple of surprises. Arizona definitely was surprised. Uh, I didn't expect the air rate to take off the way it did. I didn't expect so much regression from the Titan defense. Like I know they were bad last year, but geez, I felt like it was even worse. Uh, Mike Rabel is definitely on the hot seat. I don't really care how much the success he's had. That's if you can't defend, you can't play. This is the Tannehill is not Aaron Rodgers or Brady, where you can go out there and, and sling the ball all the time and expect to win the games. 
Oh no, I. It's one of those things. It's like okay, um, you know, you're you're a defensive guy. You was a linebacker. Like, what is what is the uh, champion? Yeah, champion. <laughs> like, why is this not clicking here? Why is it? Is it the scheme? Is it the players? Like, they brought players in and out. You know, is is it? Is it the scheme? And it. And we'll talk about it, you know, a little bit, you know, probably later. But, you know, I know me and you were talking, you know, outside the show and uh, we were talking about the Raiders defense, you know, how much they've improved, how how different they look like they looked organized and they looked like they were actually playing with um, with uh, effort, like but focus effort, like knew where they were trying to go, what they were trying to do Two totally different football teams from what we saw. Uh, the last year in the Raiders, who they looked always a step behind, step slow, not knowing what they were trying to do half the time. And then you look at this Tennessee team and they just always seem by a step slow everywhere. And uh, and like you said, I don't care, you know, Julio Jones is an addition, but, you know, it's not going to it's not going to do too much, you know, with that all star offense if you fighting 30 points a game every every single game because you can't get off the field, can't generate pressure, can't, you know, get stopped. So uh, it's it's interesting to see how bad this how bad this defense has been going on the past what two years now, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you can't win anything like that. I mean, even though and then I don't even like the fact that Mike Vrabel called out who he jumped, but he just got on your team. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't be out here recalling him out and you just got your team when your defense up here getting spread like sliced cheese every single day. Oh, it's it's uh that's an interesting one. I um my weekend I had um uh the first one I had third the Thursday night game, I had a um a straight ticket on the Bucks at seven and a half. Um Probably wasn't the uh, – it's probably one I could have I could have just laid off of and kept my teaser and money line um, plays in place because those were fine. I did have it on the teaser at one and a half, but the straight uh, straight ticket I lost. So uh, that's one that, you know, hey, is it is it worth taking? And it's, and, it's, and it's crazy because, you know, I mean, on the last show we were talking about that game and, I mean, you, you – you drop some, you drop some really, some really, some really good gems on that one. Just about how, how much you felt the Tampa Bay secondary was struggle versus that Cowboys receiving core, and man, dog, that it played out just like that. They were so far behind CD and Amari Cooper. I mean, it was Dak looked like he was, you know, he didn't miss a whole season and they were just picking that secondary apart. They looked tired. And I was like, man, he was all over that. And that and, and even as bad as the Cowboys defense was, that made the difference in the game because they couldn't really stop the Cowboys from getting up and down the field. So um Yeah, no, that was yeah, no, it, it was I knew they were gonna Mike McCarthy, I got my reservations for him as a Packer, but Two things are true about this Packer, Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy thing is McCarthy never had no weapons outside of 2010, 2011. Even the 2016 or what was it the 16 season? I think it was 16 season or 14 season. We went to the, the NFC Championship game. I don't remember them having no solid weapons like McCarthy had. That year that McCarthy had Rodgers, 
and had uh, Jordy Nelson and Jermichael Finley and all that. He he can coach. And he got he's what Jerry Jones is going to give him the weapons that he needs. So I just feel like McCarthy's a very creative play caller. Kind of get overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers, you know how how crazy good he is. But at the same time, offensive mastermind, and nobody really can tell me different when he has the weapons. Man, they uh, they was calling they was calling the game that Thursday was uh they really exposed. Now, how many teams have those type of weapons to expose a defense like that? You know, limited. Limited, right? So because yeah, Cowboys and Buccaneers are what one and two best receiver report in the league. Yeah, I would. They both top. We got three, anybody I else? Say that. Yeah, I mean, anybody else you can think about it that has a full slate? The only thing they don't have is a good tight end. So that's the only end, reason that's the Bucks have an advantage. But Bucks will be number one for me, and Cowboys be second. And mm-hmm. I might would throw in throw in the Bengals or the Vikings, you know. Bengals, Vikings, Seahawks. I don't know who their third guy yeah. is though. Yeah, me neither. I don't think it matters with them two out there. Yeah, or uh, Rams. Yeah, I'll say the Rams too. Yeah. Yeah, but so yeah. you know, they, they, that, that's pretty much where Vikings. I mean, you, if you're gonna go on two, but anyway, the, the, the Cowboys just have they'll have a good long run. Dak just needs to throw the ball 55 times, so that's just not gonna work for them. Yeah. But like you said, I knew they would exploit that because I obviously I watched the pan the the uh, Bucks beat on the Packers twice. And one thing I did see is Aaron Rodgers, when he had time, was carving them cornerbacks up besides the pick six he threw. The pick six, I said, pretty much. Yeah, no, okay. So, yeah, no, I, that your your analysis on that point is what is, was my the loss of my bet. Like, that, that came down to the fact that they couldn't really pull away from Dallas because as soon as they scored, Dallas was, you know, right back. But – and, 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 but, and, you know, everybody always, you know, hindsight, you know, I, ch- I choose to be like, okay, if, if it, if it lost, I'm going to go on, whether a play happened here, play happened here. At the end of the day, it was a choice to play or stay. And so even in that game, some of these games, you may, they they come down to coin flips. So even in that Bucks game, Godwin is about to run into the end zone to score. He fumbles. That takes it to a and they cut they they're in position to cover at that point of game. Mm-hmm. So you know just a, a just fumble that, just like that, that going the other way, you go from a cover to a not cover. So you know whenever you're looking at games, always keep little stuff in mind. Like you know uh, if this thing, if a turnover happens here, happens here, you know, am I still? Am I possibly? Can I still be in a good position to cover? Can that team withstand? You know, a mistake here, injury, mistake here, you know, those mm-hmm. things you got to keep in mind. So, um, but we, we, you know, we learn you're never going to win 100% of your bets. Um, if you're hitting above, if you're hitting above 55%, that's actually really good. 60% is, pro, you know, you're, you're a pro level. So, you know, you're not, nobody's ever going to be 100%. So it's important, whatever you do, take a L, you pay attention to what you did, learn, go forward, and just try not to do the same things again and and play plays that you that you, you know, you know you trust a little bit more. It's 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 not about the ones you win, it's about the ones you don't lose. So, you know, pay attention to that as well. Um, and then I had two other plays, um, teaser with 
Tampa Bay one and a half, uh, San Francisco one and a half, and um, the Rams at one. So that went well. Um, and then uh, I had a money line. Uh, uh, my second biggest play was a money line with uh, Tampa Bay, Frisco, Rams, Carolina, and Denver. So uh, won that one. Um, and then I, I saw every once in a while I play like little, I call them like um, little lunch tickets, a piece of tickets where I put like $10, $15 on a 718 parlay just to test my knowledge and see. And I was one, the New England money line was the one game that kept me from winning a little lunch ticket, 18 parlay. Uh, and, and that game was a game, another coin flip where New England is about to run into the end zone. <laughs> like yep. they're right there about to score first down, a great run by Harris, and he fumbles. <laughs> and and they didn't get the ball back. Nope. So I ran mean, out the clock on them. Ran out the clock. So, you know, as you go on into this week, you know, some people look at that and they'd be like, Okay, when they're looking at Miami, so to speak, when you okay, they won, but let's say that game is flipped and they lost. Do you still look at them the same way going into this Buffalo mm-hmm. game? You know, so it's it's important to pay attention to stuff like that. But um, and then the biggest, uh, I would say the biggest game that stood out to me, um uh I would say, dang, this, uh, I would say I was surprised that the Chargers were able to go on the road and finish a game. Um, I haven't seen that in a long time, so that was impressive. Uh, good for the new coach. Who was it? I mean. Because uh, the, the injury to the quarterback is always a, a drama thing for me. I agree. Anthony Lane didn't finish games. I know me and you talked about that a lot. But, yeah. boy. And fumbles and, you know, a new quarterback. I don't know. I feel like it was a win, but I feel like when a quarterback goes down and a bench player comes in, I like Heineken. But I yeah. just feel like, you know, they they were some, they were supposed to win. But you're right. And, and Anthony Linear, they probably would have lost. I probably would have. Um, but, yeah, no, that's they, – they squeaked by. It can, it could have went, went a lot of different ways for sure. They in trouble this weekend, though. Um. The uh, Chargers. Yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah, they're going to have their hands full. It's a lot different type of game than, than playing against the uh, the Washington football team. And it looks like they just won. Yeah, I know. I just seen that. Uh, one by one, two. Washington didn't cover. It was a lot of Washington three and a half out there today. Mm-hmm. I honestly look at Heineken heard me speaking on him. <laughs> drive it, drive his team down for a game winning field goal. And uh what was um and then I oh I was I was surprised and you know another game we talked about kind of off off show. Um I was surprised how lack of days cool the Packers looked um in that game. Uh they just looked like um it was just so. It was just a weird aura, and um, I, I, I did. I think they had a chance to possibly lose the game. Sure, definitely. But to think that they would go out there and score three points 
That was uh that was that was something that was very unexpected. They looked they looked uh the Saints were you gotta give Sean Payton credit for having this team ready getting a good game plan, but also making sure that they stuck Aaron Rodgers in Jacksonville because the original plan was for him to go to Dallas. The game would have been a little bit different in Dallas. You know, you put Aaron Rodgers in Florida, as you can see last year, he got doused 38 to 10 by Brady in Tampa as well. So you know, Tampa is not really, you know, Florida is, is not a good place for Roger to play. There's a couple of plays in their team. Defense looked gas. Nobody was really engaged. It's almost like they kind of said, you know, it's a 17-game it's a season now or 18 games or 18-game season now. We're going to lose one. And it benefited them because even though they lost, guess what? Everybody in our division lost. So uh, they're definitely concerned. I'm, I'm not concerned because Packers have number one offensive team in football last year, and they didn't lose anybody. So I think it was a, a matter of uh, Aaron Rodgers weren't there on offseason. Yeah, obviously he came for training camp, but there was just some stuff that needed to be worked out. I, I expect him to fully work out the rest of the season. But I, I think it's more about the Saints. Got to give them credit, man. They, that, that man, Dennis Allen, had a good game plan. And there is a game plan against Aaron Rodgers. You jam his receivers and you rush four, you know, and you, you make them get open. And that traditionally has not worked very well for – you know, we can take it back to Denver Broncos 2015 season. Aaron Rodgers had, what, 66 yards then. And, you know, teams that man press and, and play four D-line or only rush four traditionally will have proven to stop Rodgers. And it's coming from Rodgers fan. It's happened often. Yeah, I mean, I've I definitely not taken any credit away from the Saints. They played the football game. Um a win, a win, yeah, thirty-eight to three. You, that's 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 uh, that's that they they're a better football team than than uh, to come out and play like that. So that was surprising. I didn't think they would just. Uh, I didn't think they would get beat up like that. That was probably no, the lopsided just performance. Uh, in that was the worst performance in his career. Yeah, yeah that was right. that was surprising. But uh, yeah, I say I say those probably um, more than more than anything there. Um, I agree with you. Um, I do. Uh, I I do want to shout out one uh, one player, man. He uh, is good to see him. Uh, good to see uh, his performance. Uh, that was that was Teddy Bridgewater, man. Watch him play and um, play against the Giants. Uh, he was he was surgical. That was that was Absolutely. good to be able to see. So shout out Teddy Bridgewater, man, getting his opportunity to get back to be a starter and uh taking advantage and uh going out there and getting mm-hmm. a win, win on the road. I agree with that. All right. Any uh any player performances that stood out to you? Um that was top line. Man, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to D Hop, man. He heard all year that. He wasn't the number one wide receiver in the league. And, and a lot of people said this and said that, you know, Devontae Adams and, you know, D-Hop always is, is, is floating around and, you know, people all talk about who's number one. And he went out there on Sunday and just got busy. I don't care who it was against. You just see him no matter what. If it's in the air, he's catching it. And he's dominant on the performance field. I, I like what he's done. Shout out to Kyle oh, Murray man. for going out there and, and and throwing that thing out there and showcasing that, you know, this is going to be a different season for them, hopefully. I ain't going to ride the train fully yet, but 
those are really, really good. And then also shout out to the the Bengals, uh, oh, Joe man. Burrow, especially you know audible on a, on a, on an, an OT and going out there and and changing the play and give it to a tight end that you ain't never thrown a ball to again before. Right. I give them all credit for that. So those are those are big performances. Obviously, uh, the you got to credit the Saints defense because I said I don't think they get enough they get enough credit. Yeah, I mean I, I, those those are good performances. Uh, you know as well. I like what they did, um, and I like what what kind of heart they showed. Yeah. Uh, uh, with that, cool. Hey, week two, here we go. We got our eight game breakdown, and we'll start with our first game. We got the Bengals at the Bears. Chicago minus two and a half right now. You may see a three somewhere. Um, but most of uh, most of the threes look to be gone. Total of 45. And this opened at Chicago three total of 45. Uh, what uh, this game has a little uh, interesting feel to it. What you what you think in money line? Um, I like I like Chicago in this game. Um, I don't th- I feel like they did get stumped scoreboard wise by the Rams. But I think they did a lot of things good good that I like to see. Um, I felt like their defense was kind of out of I mean, when you go against McVay, man, like you gotta be on your P's and Q's. I think he was he, he outsmarted the the D coordinator in Chicago a lot. And I think they had a lot of big plays, but they did a lot well. Andy Dalton didn't really play bad um as compared to where I thought he was gonna play. Um and their running game is really, really strong. I actually really like it. Bengals did a good job, but I think um I think the Bears don't get them. And what sticks out to me about that game is I feel like they match up with them well. And Chicago is still a physical team. And, and will that old line hold up against Chicago? And and will they protect Joe Burrow the way, you know? The Vikings were missing a lot of their DNs. You know, Anthony Barr wasn't there. They were missing some key components on that defense that I would say made it a little bit easier for them to uh, to keep Joe Burrow protected. And the offensive side of the ball, the Bengals played a good defensive game. I feel like they held down most of the game and towards until the end. But um, I expect them to get creative, man. I will see a little more Justin Fields and a little trickery-type play, maybe run a couple series and see how it goes. But I expect that Chicago Bears offense to start getting rolling a little bit a little bit more against a team that's unproven with a coach on the hot seat. Man, uh, Andy Dalton versus his former team, man. Can you really – can Cincinnati come into Chicago and – if you, I, I would think at that point, if if Andy Dalton loses his game, his career should be over. It's it's almost like, uh, you know, we we you can't continue to throw. Your team is going to quit on you. Like if if you continue to throw it, put Andy Dalton out there at this point, and the team knows, and the organization knows, and the fans know. Um, you you're gonna cause a problem, and if if the Bengals if the Bengals are coming in there taking W's at, at your home place, um, then they at that point I think it might be curtains for Andy Andy Dalton. Um, I mean I I concur with that. That's a that's an interesting component. I was uh I was looking at. Um, I I didn't um I didn't get to see the first half of the uh, of the Rams Bears game, but. You know, of course, you know, they show, you know, they get a few highlights and stuff and you see some things. And uh, uh, it seems like the the Bears were having some a lot of secondary miscues. 
What do you what do you think about the matchup versus the Bears secondary and the in the Bengals receiving core and Joe Barrow? Just those those matchups specifically. Uh, definitely advantage uh, Cincinnati. I feel yeah. like Cincinnati has a, a they have they probably have one of the top five play or I'll say top ten playmakers at the skill position. You know, in, in receiving core running back, I think definitely um, Chicago Bears have to play better team defense. I think missing Dane Trevay is huge for them. But um, they don't match up well with them. But um, where I'm seeing at the point will be is Chicago should be able to still, like I said, get pressure on Joe Burrows. I mean, if I'm if I'm going to take it, the best bet on that game to me is the under because I feel like uh, Chicago or Chicago's going to be able to keep Cincinnati at bay. But they don't match up well with the receivers. The question is, do Joe Burrow get enough time so he can exploit them? And that's ultimately, to me, what's going to come down. That two and a half is low. People yeah. obviously riding Cincinnati Bengals for, you know, their win, yeah. how they do it. But, I mean, I, I would, like I said, my safe bet for this game would be the under. But if I had to take a side, I'm a money line. I'm a money line to Chicago Bears and just take the W. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 when I first saw the game, I, I – um... I originally uh, like the Chicago side, so I lean I lean toward Chicago, um, but um, you know I, I I worry about what type of state the Bears in. You know I think we talked about it before, like you know, eh, not saying that the um, that players are going to quit, like they just not going to play anymore. But you, you do they have uh, less motivation? at point to go out there and keep, you know, especially the defensive players, they've been holding this team up for a well, franchise up, you know, for a long time. So, you know, um, you know, it's like, okay, you know, at what point do they just be like, uh, you know, we're not really into this, you know, cause we know that, you know, maybe this offense or the quarterback is just not going to give us the opportunity and we want to see the other guy, you know? So I, I guess I have a, um, um, I lean bears, but I have a slight, uh, you know, distrust of feeling like um, um, they can go out there. They'll go out there and, you know, and, and the, and the Bengals, um, you know, won't be able to throw the ball against them. That's what, uh, I guess that's what worries me, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough game. I seen some people throw uh Throw um, Cincinnati on uh, teasers to plus eight and a half. Um, one thing that um, you know, and and still learning as well. But one thing I see a lot of uh, pros and even just kind of looking at myself is uh, one thing you try to do is tease through two numbers. So you know, so some people like Cincinnati because it gets you uh, teasing six points, gets you through three, through seven, and you get the eight and a half. Um, or some people like teasing down, you know, um, you know, if you got a big favor, you teasing them down towards a one or money line or one and a half. But I've seen some people throw that play out there. Um, I wouldn't be too mad, mad at that, you know, but, um, you know, if Burrow gets pressure in his face all day and he can't throw and he throws some, you know, he's still coming off ACL surgery, you know, so he goes out there and he's getting pressure and, you know, he don't feel comfortable you know, they don't score as many points, then it, Chicago has a chance, you know, if they keep putting the Bengals defense back on the field. 
because they don't have a good defense either. You know, their defense just sustained last week. But um, I guess uh, I guess it's a it's a game I don't have a, a strong feel for, but it, uh, I, I only lean towards the Bears. Yeah, I just think Cincinnati has – I mean, when your starting quarterback is Eli Apple, who's yeah. one of the – for pro football's focus, one of the worst-rated cornerbacks in football going against Allen Robinson – um, I, I don't foresee that being a uh, a favorable matchup at all. I mean, Cousins was four from seven, four for seven, uh, throwing our balls traveling past fifteen yards in the air. So you mm-hmm. know, I, I would expect them to, uh, to to attack the weak spot. You just didn't notice a lot because they hit Kirk Cousins eight times and also sacked him three times. So you mm-hmm. know, when Captain Kirk gets in that kind of rhythm where he's getting hit, it, it makes it difficult. But Andy Dalton to me is a little bit more mobile than Kirk Cousins, so I would say him to elude some, and even Justin Fields if he was coming to play. And I think they take advantage of them, of, them, of the cornerbacks. They're not good. Cincinnati doesn't have good cornerbacks, and I think that's something to watch out for moving forward, especially when somebody goes four for seven with fifteen plus yards. Those are first down. Those are game changers, and they, and they're tight end. They have two big tight ends, and they also have Allen Robinson. I expect them to exploit it. Oh, no, that's a that's a good look on that game, um, especially looking at that matchup. Like you said, you know, one corner matching up against Robinson last week. You know, they didn't really have that luxury because you put Jalen Ramsey on them, and um, you know, after that, they they don't have a whole lot of weapons. So you know that that Rams defense has a better matchup against them to kind of you know um, kind of take away some things they want to do, um, but. Um, yeah, on the on the other side, it's a little bit different. So, no, I, I, that's that's a that's a great point you make right there. Um, that's all I have for that game. Uh, no, no, nothing to look. I'm not gonna put on my ticket, but yeah, that's that's what I have for that or for the Bears and uh, and Bengals. Next game we got here, uh, we got the Patriots at the Jets. Uh, New England minus six, up to six and a half at some places. A total of 43, and uh, this one opened New England three and a half. So it's uh, it's been steamed up, um, and the total has kind of been um, hovering around 42 and a half, 43. So it hasn't really moved much. But um, with that total um, not moving and that spread moving, that kind of tells you what they feel about, you know, one side um, of that game. Um what are you uh what are what are you looking at as far as this uh this Patriots Jets matchup? And you know what I'm on. I there's no way the Jets beat the Patriots. Um <laughs> there's no way. Mac Jones is really, really impressive. Um I don't uh I don't like to I'm not a person who likes to ride the media train or become a prisoner in the moment, but the kid was really good, short in the field in the middle. Um, they either need to go and get. They need to either get a receiver to stretch the ball down the field, because eventually that middle passing game is not going to work. Um, the defense, they hit two a lot, and they had two on the duress. Two of this was very posed or poised in the, in the pocket. And he was able to make some real, really good completion. I don't think he got enough credit for that. Um, but I expect them to to that defense to terrorize uh, Zach Wilson. Um, they're down the offensive linemen. Yeah, um, I believe one or two. Uh, I, know maybe Be- I know Beckman's out, the best one. Yeah, the best yeah. one. He's out. And Van Noy and 
and Hightower and them boys were, were monsters last weekend. And, and it's just not something that I expect them to 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 go. And they're not gonna go 0-2 and two in the division. They're not gonna lose to the Jets in that division. So I mean, I, I this is my lock of the week. I know me and B were on this as soon as we seen it come out. You either can money line it or you can tease it six, six, six and a half points and just get the Patriots for a W. But I don't think there's anything that the Jets can do to 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 move me off this game or to convince me that that they, they can't terrorize them. Because I don't – when's the last time Bill Belichick decided if we take out last season? When's the last time he's lost back-to-back games to division opponents? I'm going to probably say never. Man, <laughs> but it's, it's probably been rare. a while. It's rare. Yeah, two two things Belichick um, does really well is perform after a loss, and he terrorizes rookie quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, I, I'm with you on that. And we were talking uh, and going back to what we were talking about before, how you know we were on this, uh, you know, a little bit earlier in the week um, with sports betting become legal, becoming legal. And, uh, you know, all different states across the country, there's there's a lot more liquidity in the market. So, you know, uh, this, it wasn't really as heavy, you know, last year as far as Monday, Tuesday, you were getting three point swings in lines, um, you know, like that. So, um, you know, as, as these markets grow, you're going to get people that are going to pour a lot more money into them and, you know, money moves those prices. So um, being early, you know, to the party can can um can be at your benefit what you don't want to do is if a line is for instance like we'll talk about it later but you know this denver game you know this line was three and a half two and a half three and a half and now it's six and a half six so you don't want to be getting what i what i what i call the ass end of the number or you getting the bottom number when you could have got it three points um, earlier in the week, you know, just like uh, last week, Sanford, the San Francisco game, that game was sitting at seven and a half all summer, seven, seven and a half all summer, mm-hmm. all first part of week one. And then boom, um, boom mm-hmm. it jumps up to nine and a half and they in and, and bad beat or not, whatever they should have covered. But nine, they and did a half, not. Nine, <laughs> nine and a half gets you a L seven and a half gets you a W. So it's just is that that just that simple the the number does matter so if you feel you like a game and the numbers all jumped all the way up three four points leave the game alone you missed it take another opportunity or if you want to take try to use it on the teaser to take down use that but don't take a full game after you already seen the line move four or five points like you know it, it sometimes it's just it's just too late you get caught holding the bag at the end so and granted, like we understand, you know, betting is a risk if you're just starting out. You know, you're not sure you always want to wait till the last minute to see, you know, how things going and things like that. Uh, this is not one of those times. You know, you see a game that you like early that you know, like as we discussed on the show, there was no way in 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 hell that the Lions were going to beat the Niners, no matter what the scenario was. And you you gotta trust that. You really gotta trust what you feel. Because if you get to get to, you know, getting the emotional part of the psychology of the betting and you start to second guess yourself or, oh, what if the Niners could be? Or you or you wait until the line makes a decision for you. And that's yeah. the part about betting that we, you can lose, because at the line, I've been a victim of this when I was in my early sports betting career. I'll let that line make a decision for me. 
some shit will move left or right, and I'll be like, oh, man, I'm not sure about this game no more. Like, let me jump off of it. For example, the Panthers game. They moved me off the Panthers game. I didn't put the Panthers on my ticket. I mean, we had it. We yeah. knew the Panthers were going to win. But them dropping that line down to three and a half moved me off of it. And that's just the nature of the game. That just wasn't a game. That game could have been replaced by Patriots game. But because I let Vegas made this, make a decision for me, hey, you know, I got caught with my with my tail between my ass, and that was it. Uh, I mean, they're all, they're all lessons. It's in this trusting your gut and execution. I mean, it's – that's what we try to master and having some discipline behind it. So, and then it takes, it takes time, you know, and then, but if you don't feel it, if you're not feeling it, don't rush it, stay away from it. There's always going to be an opportunity somewhere else, you know, and, and it's crazy because you'll think, okay, man, I missed this. I missed this one. And you think you missed something. And then next week is one that's even better, but, if you're not ready and thinking towards the next play, you're gonna miss that opportunity too. So it's you gotta have a short, um, short memory, um, you know, and, and trust your gut, and you know, don't uh, like I said, trust trust what you feel. Don't don't let Vegas make the decisions, you know, for you or push you a certain way. You know, you trust what you see, what you feel. But exactly. uh, but yeah, no Patriots game. Uh, pay, like we talking about Bills, uh, Bill off a loss. Um, phenomenal um, back-to-back AFC East games. Uh, Patriots cannot lose, um, cannot lose to the Dolphins and the Jets back-to-back. So, um, yeah, that's that's one. Uh, if you put, if you're looking for teaser tickets, um, uh, pa- Patriots should be on there. Um, that's might as well get the get them at a money line, um, and. Um, and like we said, Bill Bill versus rookie quarterbacks. Um, that's just that's just um, something that until you see how Bill prepares against you, you you're not gonna know. And so he's gonna have an advantage. Um, you know, even he had advantage against Tua. I mean, they they didn't really score a bunch of points. He put he he performed and got them weathered them through the storm. But you know, they was able to limit him and make it a little tough. So you know, Bill Bill knows how to coach defense. So. Um, I, I, I like the um, I like the Patriots. I have them on a money line ticket uh, with them uh, with Denver. So that's uh, that's my best. My best play is uh, uh, Patriots and Denver on a money line uh, two team money line parlay. Um, um, but yeah, no, this is I think it's just a great spot for the for the Patriots and uh, the Jets. You know, they just they're trying to figure it out. You know, and, and to go go and have those injuries to your offensive line, um, is just it's not a good spot for the Jets to be in. So you know they may compete, um, but you know eventually it just uh, this game just matters more to the Patriots than it does the Jets. I'm in full agreement with you there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next game we got here, uh, we got the uh, 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Niners favorite three. Total has been hovering back and forth from 49 and a half uh, to 50, but mostly 50. Um, in this game open, um, San Francisco three and a half with a total of 48. Um, just a few stats here about this game that I found that I thought 
uh, were interesting. Um, and, and it kind of made me uh, kind of told me a little bit why the line may be a little bit, um, you know, where it is. My power rankings had this game at uh, for, uh, San Francisco minus two. Um, but, you know, I could be off by a point or so here. It's very early in the season, so there's not a lot of data uh, to go off of. But uh, San Francisco is one and eight against the spread last nine games against Philadelphia. Um, they're three and seven straight up the last 10 games against Philadelphia. And um, and I noticed that San Francisco hasn't beat Philadelphia by 10 or more points in 1997. Um, and that was just looking at the – I like to kind of look at the history of the matchup. You know, I feel there's some – some uh, might not tell you the whole story, but sometimes there's some clues in there you can find. But basically what I just saw is it just hasn't been the best matchup for the 49ers playing against this Eagles team. And even the couple games that they did win through that time, they were one possession game. So uh, once I saw that, um, along with 49er injuries, uh, the secondary, um, the, the weird QB thing that's going on, uh, we'll talk more about that. Um, it just it just made me uh, wanted to go ahead and um, I, I, I took the Eagles and added them to a, a teaser um, along with the uh, Broncos. Um, uh, moved them from three and a half up to uh, 10 points. Um, I just feel it's a tough spot for the Niners um, to come out here and, and, and blow out an Eagles team who do have some weapons and they got a mobile quarterback. And Frisco tends to, uh, you know, they tend to struggle with mobile quarterbacks defensively. So. It was just a, just a play I saw just looking at some history that I really like, so I did add that to a uh, to a ticket as well. Um, what do, do you have any uh, looks or opinions about this game, Rich? Um, I do. This is a game I do not have a, a strong opinion on. Um, if I'm going to lean away, I think Frisco is going to beat them by significant margin. Those stats are good. I just I don't really – Atlanta Falcons were one of the worst defensive teams in football last year, especially through the air. Um, Matt Ryan tenured in Atlanta is over. So I, I try – I'm evaluating games and try to be like, okay, it, it it makes you question because the way the Philadelphia Eagles beat up on the Falcons that you, you want to – in the way that the Niners finish that game, it makes you want to feel like, okay, let me just – you know, the Eagles can, can, can push this up, but – I don't think there's any way that they do anything to them at all, honestly. I feel like they, they beat them, and if I'm I'm going to take the game, I'm just going to take the straight money line, Frisco. Money line, Frisco. Yeah. No, I mean, and there's some things that, uh, that I saw about the Eagles I didn't, you know, I did not like. I mean, they started off the game against the Falcons, um, giving up rushing yards, significant rushing yards. I mean, they only gave up six points and – you know, they didn't uh, – they they kind of turned the faucet off in the second half. Um, but, yeah, that, to start the game. So, yeah, you playing against a team like Frisco, um, it's possible that could end up being a being an issue. Um, I just uh, – I don't know. They feel like – I feel like the um, – where the Niners are weak, Philly has a chance to exploit them. And uh, even if the Niners get up, you know, we just seen last week 
can they can they hold a can they hold a lead or are they susceptible to getting backdoored? So I just felt I was getting some value, getting it uh getting it up to 10 points, uh 10 points here in the I'm not too uh, I'm not too sold on this weird quarterback thing with with Garoppolo and um and uh Trey Lance. You know, it it, it Garoppolo feels very awkward now. Like it says, it seems like he doesn't have real confidence. Like he's second guessing himself. Like it's a weird space to be in. So I, I think eventually that comes back to get you when you got this guy looking over his looking over his shoulder consistently. I don't know if I don't know if Sunday is that day that it catches up with them, but I think at some point that can uh, that can become an issue. Gotcha. Not a good match for him. Like I said, history is what will what, what move me off the game from actually taking it. But I just I guess I was I guess I was less I was less worried about the way the Niners finished than I was worried about or, or that I was paid attention to versus what the Eagles to the Falcons. Because we know historically that Ryan has looked like without Julio Jones. And I don't think this is anything new. We've seen Matt Ryan play without Julio Jones for a lot of, of the season last year. Very good. I know Calvin Ridley is really good, and they drafted this kid out of Florida who's going to be really good, I believe. But in a nutshell, I mean, Matt Ryan is a sub-below quarterback without Julio Jones, and that's been proven. Yeah. No, that's 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 true. That's a fact. Yeah, I think they gotta they gotta decide that they're gonna just rebuild over there and, and just uh just stop with the middle and back and forth, the Falcons at least. Um I agree with that. Um a pro, a prop play that I do like for this game. I like Miles Sanders uh anytime touchdown. Um he got a lot of touches, uh receiving and uh, rushing. Um and his San for San Francisco defense gave up two rushing touchdowns. Um, has some has some issues stopping a run here uh, a few times throughout the game. So defense not the same, definitely not the same. So uh, Miles Sanders anytime touchdown. That's uh, that's one player prop uh, Fanduel that I like. I didn't see the odds on it as of yet. Uh, I usually don't check the Fanduel till a little later in the week. So. Um, but uh, once I see that, I'll, I'll post that in the game group um, as well. Good, good one. Yeah, that's all I have on that game. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. All right. Next game we got here, we got the Raiders at the Steelers. Pittsburgh favorites six. Uh, have seen it drop down uh, to five and a half. I think I saw one place at six, six and a half. Uh, total at 47. This game opened Raiders, um, Pittsburgh favorite six. Total was 48 and a half. Uh, what a game from the Raiders comeback game on Monday night football against Baltimore. Uh, so I, I know the city felt real good about that. Um, did you have any thoughts about that? Uh, the matchup they had against Baltimore before you get into their matchup with the Steelers? Anything you saw? Um, I think that they were um, that Gus that Gus Bradley defense is looking real disciplined, very simple, simplistic, but they were just very sound. I think you got to see uh, Abrams really. Uh, he might be definitely a Pro Bowl player where he was playing in that within that system. They just were hitting out, hitting hard. 
Uh, I like the, the Denzel. I think it was what, Pinnerman, Perryman, the defense yeah. of the linebacker. Yeah, Perryman. Yeah. And no, it's uh, I, I agree with you. I, I um, I, I feel that was a different Raiders defense. Um, so what they're doing over there is 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 a lot better than what it was before. You could just you could just tell they played with just a different type of energy. Even Abrams. Um, I mean, the past few years watching him play safety, it just seemed like he just he just ran around looking to hit stick everybody. And uh, and even him, he looked in place. He looked like you know he knew where he was going. He was trying to make you know if you know real efficient tackles and not just flying in there. So their their defense looks to be on the right track. Um, the uh, and and it made me look at the under on this Pittsburgh game just because um, I feel like they're – and people are still – and I don't know how many people noticed. I don't know if – you know, and, and it's just one game. Maybe they revert back to, you know, old Raiders stuff, you know. But uh, I think it's one of those games where people still feel like, oh, yeah, their defense is horrible. And I think it's one of the underrated um, aspect of the team that nobody's – probably catching on to as of yet and it's uh is one um them playing against the Steelers who uh, we talked about last week on the show um you know I asked is, is this a team that you know the way they play you know even Ben's comments after the game you know basically saying that the defense had to carry them is that a team that we look to play under so that's what made me look at the under on this game um um, I only lean that way. Um, I, I don't have it on the ticket, but uh, as the total for the for the week, uh, I, I lean towards the under forty seven on this game. Um, yeah, well, I like that. Um, I'm originally I was on money line, uh, you know, money line Raiders, but I still think they'll beat them. But the best play on this game for me, I like the first half Steelers. I don't like the way the kind of pressure Derek Carr was under um, um, at all on, on a Monday night. I felt like he was under a lot of pressure. Uh, I feel like they made some play. I'm still not impressed by their wide receiver receiving core. Um, and if you don't have a dynamic receiving core, it kind of makes it difficult to go against the Steelers because you that clock in Derek Carr's uh, head is going to tick real fast if he got to get if he's consistently going to be blitz and hit. And people don't really understand Melvin Ingram, the signing from the Chargers, paired up with T.J. Watt. I mean, is is no different than you know what he was with Bosa and Ingram in in, in uh, San Diego slash L.A. They they're 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 going to hit their car extreme, and I feel like that game that they just played was very emotional. Yeah. You know, it went to overtime. You know, all the things that, and um, it, it just I feel like the Steelers dominated the Bills in the second half of that game. They, they made it very difficult for Josh Allen to get going. Remember, this was a top five offense last year, you know, yeah. in the Buffalo Bills. They were very, very good. And the Steelers came out in the second half, and they just, you know, essentially grinded them out. The, and also the Ravens they didn't have a really dynamic running game. You know, they, they had Latavius Murray, who was released by the Saints, you know, and I feel like hey, this was a game the Raiders should have won. I thought they were going to win. As I was looking at the line, I kind of liked them to win, but then put on the ticket. But I, I fully expect the first half of the Steelers game to be dominant as well. 
and I would expect the Raiders to, to, to eventually come back and do win. But um, if I'm betting the game, I'm not going to touch it. But if I was to bet the game, I think the best bet on that game is the Steelers' uh, first half. I expect them to come out and hit Derek Carr early and often. That's going to make John Gruden adjust. Yeah. First half money line or a cover on a – Oh, I would say first half cover. Oh, okay, okay. And I believe it's at two. Let's see. Can you verify that for me? We'll come back to it. Three and a half. But yeah, that, that's my best bet on that. Three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I would expect them to come out there and the Raiders are going to be depleted. Um, I don't, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I, I just feel like the, the Steelers game is uh, – that game works the best for me. I would take the first half, three and a half. Steelers during that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the first uh, – Steelers first half three and a half, uh, and I lean towards the under uh, under forty seven. Nothing, uh, nothing on the ticket for me. Um, did you have anything else uh, on that game there? No, I'm I'm good on that game. I did notate here as well. Um, Raiders are four and zero. They don't match up, you know, against this team every year. Um, but Raiders are four and zero. ATS last four meetings against Pittsburgh. All right. Next uh, matchup we got here, we got the Broncos at the Jaguars. Denver favorite six, total of four and a half, uh, 45 and a half. Uh, this game started early in the week as low as Denver, two and a half some places. So it's been, uh, been moved up all the way to Denver, six and a half. Um, What's uh what's your look on this game here? Um Ted, like you said, Ted going back to Florida. Um, I would fully expect um the Denver Broncos, big fan Joe's defense to to make Trevor Lawrence, you know, look like the rookie that he is. Um rookie through three picks. Do I think he throws three picks again? Probably not. Um, but he's going to be under distress. Uh, I, I would address. I, I would fully expect Bradley Chubbs and Von Miller uh, to devour that offensive line. And, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I, I think that I think the defense, the Jaguar defense was physical last year. You know, even though they didn't really do a lot, I just felt like they just were caught in a bad position. The game plan was good. Tyrod and them had way more to prove. I would expect the defense in Jacksonville to show up with some pride. Um, and showcase that you know one of the worst predicted work football teams of the year can come out and and actually make some plays. Yeah. No, it's uh, I w- I was surprised. Um, I was surprised that they uh, that they got you know ran off the field against the Texans. Uh, I've been very low on the Texans going to the season. They very met well still. You know maybe bottom one or two in the league, but. Um, yeah, to to see um, to see them perform against the uh, Texans Texans that way, just not being able, you know, Tyrod Taylor hasn't been known for um, you know aggressively pushing the ball downfield, more of a game manager. Um, but they put up a lot of points. You know, there's some turnovers here, but they put up a lot of points against uh, against the Jaguars. I don't know if you. If you're just able to turn that around in one week, um, um, if you if you struggled there initially, um, I know some people think it may be too much of an overreaction. You know, Denver's not you know 
not that good. Jacksonville can bounce back first game at home. Um, but it just seems like, you know, they they seem to have a little bit more going on. Uh, they're trying to figure it out in Jacksonville. I don't know if they're if they're ready to quite compete. You know, it's, it's a whole different, you know, type of space. Even going back to kind of, you know, I was looking at the, the Patriots game. You know, the Patriots are – they're trying to go to the playoffs. Like they're not, they're not playing around with trying to figure out who they are. You know, of course, getting pieces to jail, but they're trying to win games. And and I've I haven't seen Fangio against the against the Giants. I haven't seen Fangio be that aggressive with his decision making. And he was going for it on four. I think in the first half he probably went for it on fourth down like three times. Like. He was very aggressive, and I think just that's just because he knows, you know, he's on the hot seat. You know, he probably know understands he got to win at least nine games. You know, you can't continue to win six, seven, five, six, seven games. Like if you're gonna do that, then you know they'll get. I'm pretty sure they'll try to get somebody else in there. So he's been coaching like, uh, like, like this is this could be it if it don't work. You know, and we talked about on the last show they got an opportunity to go three and one in their first four games. So, you know, being in the AFC West, you got to take advantage of that early. You get three teams that, you know, you can beat. Um, so I, Teddy Bridgewater coming back to Florida, um, you know, and this Fangio defense getting to play against a rookie. You know, I don't like rookies matching up against guys like Belichick and, and Fangio. You know, they don't see those, those defenses in college. You know, so it's a whole different feel when you play it for the first time. So I think that's advantage Denver. Um, this spread has got way too high for me to want to take Denver on a full cover of six, six and a half points, even though they very well could. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, I, I would just rather find a way to get it at a money line, whether you take that money line at it with a different game. Um, or put it on a teaser. I think it's a game that I, I don't really see the Jaguars beating the Broncos. Uh, they're just in two different spaces as football teams. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. If I would take it out, I would take the tease, combine, put that on the tease with the uh, with the Patriots game, and just and just get and just get you a straight money line on the game. Yeah. Risk a little more, but I think the payoff is great. I, I don't, I don't, I think Teddy Ridgewater. The team is confident in him. Don't see him foresee him losing the job. I don't see him make a lot. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. Like you no. said, you notice the mistakes that were made weren't by him. So no. I think he I think he played a, a really good game. The offensive line protected fairly well, yeah. enough to allow him to complete that. And and they feel like he got a decent running game. Melvin Gordon was very, very good, had that big break on the play. But those are game-changing plays. That sucks the life out of defense, a seven-yard run. So you know, I, I fully – the team looks confident. And, and all this this crazy thing, Vic Fangio would be, ever be on anybody's hot seat. But I think he he, he made the right choice at quarterback. And I, I don't I don't see Teddy Bridgewater trying to turn the keys back to anybody else. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got the – he's got the team right now. I feel like they got confidence in him, like you said. So um, that's one thing that they've been missing, you know, since since Peyton Manning left is a quarterback that they have confidence in as a team. So, you know, Teddy, Teddy's going to be steady. You know, he'll give them a chance to be in game. So, you know, it's a team that, you know, I, I expect that, you know, um, 
they'll they'll cover. They'll be a profitable covering team, uh, especially if they play against teams or they underdogs or, you know, um, they'll probably have more closer, tighter spreads than, you know, bigger spreads. So, um, you know, this is a team that's trending upwards. Uh, they just play in a tough – they just play in a tough division. Um, so it'd be it'd be interesting to see how that unfolds. I think they get Kansas City week four. Um, I, I think the look ahead line for that was Kansas City seven minus seven. Um, so that'd be that'd be interesting uh, to see there. Um, don't be surprised, uh, you know, if they give Kansas City a little bit of a little bit of trouble. But that's a week away, so we'll get there when it's time. But yeah, that's a that's a look look ahead line and. And and we talk about look ahead lines, you know, um, I think it kind of gives you a little bit of insight of, you know, what may go on in the current week you're in. So, you know, those are some things that, you know, and they got them on ESPN. I mean, you can go click on ESPN, click on week three right now, and you'll see not all the lines up, but you'll see probably at least, you know, 40% or half of them up there. And, um, you know, just kind of check that out. That lets you know kind of what, how the books are looking at these teams, you know, a week ahead. And if you see something you like, you know, you might have an opportunity to get on there before everybody else puts money on there and you can get a line that you like. So, you know, it, it makes the difference. Cause you know, let's say this Broncos game, let's say you, you hopped on it early and it was when it was at two and a half, I wouldn't be too worried about playing two and a half, three points with the Broncos against the Jags on this game. Now, six is a different story. So, you know, laying three points, two and a half points at minus 110, minus 115, the, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to have to uh, pay the premium versus if I'm taking it on a teaser where I got to add another team or if I'm taking them on the money line and they're minus 200 something on the money line. So just, a, you know, when you get in, when you get out, you know, is, is uh, you know, it's a, uh, something to always pay attention to in the market as well. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. So we got our next game here, uh, Titans at Seahawks. Seahawks favorite six with a total of 54. Uh, this game opens Seattle six. has been around five and a half, six back and forth. But the total uh, was at, we saw it at 50 and a half last week. 50 and, 50 and a half, and this thing has got all the way up to 54, 54 and a half. Um, what, uh, what, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on, on this game, spread or total? I think Titans going to money line them. Oh, man, if it, the line feel is yeah, – it, 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 it feels like there's money line written all over it, honestly. Um, you got it. They got. They have so much talent on their offensive side of the ball. It could be a dog out shootout, you know. Yeah. But um, I think did they these teams play. Did they play each other last year? Take a look and see. But I, I know that I know that the Tennessee Titans have way more than what they showed. Um, Seattle is 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 they secondary is going to struggle. I do not think there's any way that that Seattle secondary can do anything to those receivers out there. So, which means two things: they either going to sell out on the pass, or they're going to sell out to serve Derrick Henry. And one of those sides are going to eat. Yeah. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is not going to go out. There's no Chandler Jones 
uh, walking in Seattle's building, um, or and 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 is going to line up to play on Sunday. And I don't expect them to give what they give up six sacks, seven sacks. Man, uh, Jones had five by himself. I think yeah, he had five on yeah. his own. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's a it's a pro it's a Pro Bowl t- uh, guard or tackle that gave up five sacks. Went on, you know, national Twitter news and told the world how he'd be better. And I don't think anybody in Seattle is capable of matching that kind of even half that production in the game. And I just feel like Tannehill will have more time, and and they're going to feed Derrick Henry early and often, and they'll decide. I think they can survive a shootout, and I think they can survive grinding and keeping Russell Wilson on the sideline. I just don't think there's too much that Seattle can can do to stop them. But also another side, I don't know if Tennessee can stop them. So I just, but I feel like, but I feel like Tennessee running the ball is their best defense, and keeping Russell Wilson on the sideline. So I think that's the only thing. That's for me would be the only thing that I that I like. The over, obviously, you know, you can tease it down to to make it forty seven, you know, and expect it to go over. But uh, I'm I'm more leaning more towards taking this to points, Tennessee, because I feel like Tennessee can beat them, and I, and I think they will. Yeah, the the line coming out being around five and a half was uh was was a little was a little weird. It was like, why well, wouldn't it be? Why well, wouldn't it be more from what you've seen from both teams? I would, I would think it'd be a little bit, a uh, little bit more than that. Um, the 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 total jumped out to me uh, more than anything, uh, just because I'm like uh, that Titans defense. I mean, they're just they're just not good. They don't they it, run pass. It, I mean, third down, it it doesn't matter. Like they they just give up a lot. And um, the Seahawks are really aggressive. So, um, yeah, the total stood out to me over. Um, It's being moved up a lot. So, you know, I only lean that way. I don't have it on anything. Um, A couple of player props, um, uh, Lockett, Metcalf, anytime touchdown. Um, Those were interesting looks there. Um, In the interest, I like like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Henry over yeah. over 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 one ten on the rush yards, over a hundred rush yards and a touchdown probably I would assume. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with those anytime touchdown and, and over a hundred yards. Yeah, the um, the matchup that's interesting is how is Jamal Adams going to play? Because it's like okay, well you know he gets basically essentially uh, uh just plays you know rover just runs rovers roams around you know half half linebacker half the time safety so it's you know i don't he know if co- he, he can can't do cover that. out there he can't cover so it's like it's tough to do that against tennessee because you know you can't just leave aj brown and julio just just on islands by themselves one-on-one julio's known for torching the seahawks he done did that a, a number of years so you know his coach called him out you mentioned that earlier so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Julio come out here and, you know, have him a game as well. You know, he's he's going to get the – he's getting the same looks as uh, Corey Davis, you know. So, he's he's going he's, he's gonna to respond well. So, you know, it's I'm, – I'm kind of with you as far as what, you know, the Titans – they look like the Titans might, might catch them. If they don't catch them, it's going to be a one-possession game. They lose by three points or something. You know, the Seahawks like to play close games, but – um, 
Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see the Titans covering covering it. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't like either side, um, but uh, it, it's a, it's an interesting game. Um, what really got me is the article, man. The ESPN article about Wilson, Russell uh, Wilson losing his mental health coach. That no condolences to the family. He recently lost him. And they quoted him as his best friend. And this is a top four story um, on the bullet points on ESPN. So, you know, it kind of factored that in, like what kind of mental, you know, state for somebody who's helped Russell Wilson transition to be the person he is, you know, on the football field. Is that going to affect him? Is that going to slow him down? Or opposite, does he ball out and and represent, you know, for his mental health coach that, that recently passed away? So those are the factors that I was paying attention as well. I don't know how that what, that can go either way. We've seen it. It can be a bad game. It can be a good game. You know, Russell Wilson, a true competitor. So, I mean, you had to take the – if you had to take a bet on that, I would say it would motivate him. But I'm I'm more scared of that of that monster in the backfield uh, against them. And I feel like they sell on a run, I think, one-on-one all game. It is not something that Seattle can afford to do. They, they don't have the necessary weapons in that secondary to do anything to Brown and to, and to Julio. No, yeah, that's that's how you attack Seattle, man. It's through the air. They they they're not bad against the run, but you know you can attack their secondary. Um, and 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 what a team to be able to do it. So I I mean I the Titans should respond. I I, just, I see a I see a shootout. Um. They they both I, I could see them both struggling to stop each other. So I wouldn't be surprised if this game is. You know, 31, 34, you know, 35, 30, you know, some just up there, both teams getting getting above the 30 point mark. I did see a trend here. The over is 22, 8, and 1 for the Titans in their last 31 games. So they are a um they are a over team when it comes down to it. And uh I don't think you'll be on the wrong side if you were to take the overs. Um, that's another uh, one of the totals uh, to watch out for here. I like the, on the, the Pittsburgh and Raiders under 47 in this game, total under, um, I'm sorry, over uh, the 54. Like I mentioned, uh, I don't like to take the ass end of the number waiting until it gets all the way to the end. But, um, you know, I could see it being good up to like 55, 56. So. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, this is another game. This next game here, I'm interested to hear you, you know, hear your side. Uh, Cardinals at the Vikings, Arizona, four and a half with a total of 51. Um, this has actually been moved, bet down to three and a half, um, seeing as station is three and a half. And this open Arizona, four and a half with a total of 51. What you thinking there? 51 says blowout. Um, I don't like that. Under, for me, will be a better showcase. But, I mean, we talk about Vikings traditionally. We say that they are a – they've been a, a traditionally good defensive team. But, um, I mean, when you got – they have – I mean, if you really look at it, they probably got three of the top 50, maybe 40 players in skill positions. They have, a, they have two top 20 receivers. I mean, if you don't think Dillon's your top 20, it's crazy. And then the rookie kid is definitely, you know, uh, phenomenal. Uh, and Jefferson. And then you got Dalvin Cook. 
So, I mean, I, I'm not I, – I just don't know what to make of the Cardinals. The Cardinals' defense just didn't magically, you know, change overnight. They got J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, trying to make sure he gets $100 million back, which he'll probably finish off the league, you know, number one in sacks. But um, I'm just – I'm not – I'm just not hyping myself up on the Cardinals quite yet. I feel like that offensive line is traditionally – is a little bit smaller. And that Vikings, if they get Anthony Barr back this week, like I expect them to, I would fully expect them to at least contain uh, Kyler Murray. Because I don't think Kyler Murray's gonna be out there running against that Viking defense. They're gonna hit him. They're going to blitz him. And then if they not, if they don't feel like they want to, they'll just rush for and sit back and let their four guys beat that that Arizona offensive line. I just I watch myself getting too hyped in games and and you know what the Cardinals did to the Titans like. Even though the Vikings gave up a lot to the, the Cincinnati Bengals as one game and they were missing some key starters, I just would fully expect the Vikings to come out and compete. And and I just don't see where there's a way there's a way where the, the Arizona Cardinals come out and just blow the Vikings out. So if you're if you're going if you're feeling if you're feeling like you're uncertain about the game or you worry about the points because Vegas has moved you off the line, just tease it. Tease it to eleven. I would take the 11 and a half points as I would, I would probably move this team all the way to seven. So I would, I would move it from four and a half to 11 and a half and ride with the Vikings. But in my honest opinion, I just feel like the Vikings are going to money line the Cardinals. And that's just me. I, I don't, I don't believe that secondary in, in, in Arizona is great. They lost Pat P and I don't think nobody's realized they lost Pat P, but after these white Vikings receivers go out there this weekend, we gonna remember that he no longer exists there in Arizona. Man, hey, it's uh, it's a game that uh, you know, I wouldn't be comfortable taking the Cardinals. You know, after all the after all the hype, that's usually the time when uh, they come back and you get you get got. And um, Zimmer, um, Zimmer is uh one of the best ATS against the spread coaches um, in history, believe it or not. And off a loss, Zimmer is really good. Um, so those are two strengths of Zimmerman coach football teams. When they lose, they respond, and um, and they generally just cover games. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's one of those ones. And, and, and also, you know, Make some uh, make some rules for yourself. You got to know what type of person you are, what kind of impulses you have. Make certain rules so you can follow certain discipline. You know, so one thing I one thing and this is just for me personally. You know, I tend to not want to play favorites at four points or four and a half points. It's because I feel like they tend to get money line more often than, you know, anything else. So it's like, you know, you know, you just think about it, you know, you know, um, like for instance, in power rankings, I think these teams are like one one point one and a half points difference on the neutral field. You know, the only reason it gets to four is because you add three points because of the home field advantage, so you get four four and a half. But after one week of football, I could my eyes could be off one point or half a point, a point and a half, and those teams are really not that far off. So you get two similar, you know, teams as far as you know how good they are. Um, you know, you get a little bit of variance and you get an underdog that can with four points, four and a half points that can 
you know, get a straight uh, straight money line. So, you know, I, those when I see those games, you know, I might look at them, but the only way I look at them is if I'm going to take the underdog. Uh, I usually don't mess with those favorites because, you know, the line is almost telling me, like, you know, because most games are going to land on three, six, seven, you know, most of the time. Most of the time, the game is not going to land on four or five. So if you're in between three and six, if you take a four-point favorite, four-and-a-half-point favorite, you got to think that they're going to win by a touchdown. You can't be thinking anything else. So if you don't feel that, then, you know, what's the what's the risk? What's the point in taking the risk and taking them to cover, you know? So, you know. Yeah, you, you got you to add on that. You're right about that. You just – you don't know. Like you said, we, we're, we're taking the Cardinals as a team that played the Tennessee Titans defense – and, and Chandler Jones had a, a, a career day. Now, are those two things going to be – is the offensive line in, in, in Minnesota better than than what they are in Tennessee? Like, it, it's just one game. So, it's just really hard, like you said, to gauge or put the value on the line because if, if they're really that strong about Arizona, then you put it at six and you feel like Arizona's going to come in there and, and tear them apart. But, I mean, you can't. you got to put it simply at four – and and four and a half, and I expect it to drop. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the game end up at three and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's at three and a half now. Oh, they drop down three. Yeah, see, I mean, uh, you as you get closer to Sunday, do you, do you see do you see it going any lower, or you see them playing around with the money line a bit a little bit? I mean, looking at this game right now, it is looks like more tickets are coming in on the Cardinals and the Vikings, and the line goes against where the tickets mm-hmm. are coming from. So, you know, when I see that, that that sounds, that smells like underdog, you know, because that tells me they don't really care about all the hype no. you know, that the Cardinals are getting. They like, okay, well, cool. You bring your Cardinals money, but we're going to drop this line to make y'all, we see y'all want this Cardinals. We see y'all like the Cardinals. Let's give it to you at a cheaper price so you can get some more. Well, you know why? More. Why would it go the other way? If I'm if if I'm a book and I'm I'm getting money, you know, on one side, I would want to move it up so I can protect myself, not move it the same way that the money is coming from. So you know, yeah, because if you get that line, if you were to push that line to five or five and a half or six, you know, then you you know you you're gonna push the line, and people will think, okay, this is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That you know the, the the Cardinals gonna win, like you said, but. You know, you keep that you, you keep getting Cardinals money and you drop it, then it got people questioning, oh shoot, you know, people betting the Vikings. So the mental part is I'm gonna keep betting Cardinals then because you know I think they're gonna win. Like look what they did last week. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I I'm with you on that one. That they make the lines. Like I said, we gotta get in the habit. People gotta get in the habit when you're betting. You know, I know people we like me and B have a habit. We really won't bet marquee games. Like I'm not betting the Kansas City Chiefs or Baltimore game. It's oh. a more it's a high profile game. Don't know which side it can go, even though you think Pat Mahomes them always destroy the Ravens. I tend to back off the hype. So mm-hmm. sometimes you need to look at the games and look at the lines and say, all right, does this line favor this? What line is the best line to look at? And kind of blind yourself to the teams, you know, to, to what they're going to do. Because it's all about what value you can get on the line, like you said. And I think this is, a, like you said, that they've been taking Cardinals money to the extreme and the line is going the opposite direction. Opposite, man. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing comes back to, closes at three. I wouldn't be either. <laughs> you know, or they might trick it and hype it back up tomorrow and boost bet. it back up to four, four and a half before it drop back down to 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 three and a half again. 
yeah, closer to the game game time. Yep. Yeah, that's that's real. That's real. I mean, hey, it's um, you know, the the you got it like you say, you gotta pay attention to the line. You know, if if something looks like it's that easy for it to cover and it sounds too simple, it's probably it's probably not that simple. You know, even uh, like it's we don't have this one on the card to talk about, but Baltimore, KC, for people that's looking to take Kansas City, you know, I would just say beware, you know, because they throwing out a lot of stats about how Mahomes is this and Kansas City does this to Baltimore and all this. Yet the line is sitting at three, three and a half and ain't moved. So, it's, you know, that's that that part, um, you know, that part part worries me because nobody's really going to want to take Baltimore. You know, so if that's the case, then why would they put the line a little bit higher? You know, so it's uh, and, and like you said, marquee game too, prime time. So you know, you know, you just never know. So um, that's uh, no, those are those are good tidbits right there, man. Any anything else you see on that Cardinals Vikings game? No, not at all. Okay, got you. All right, we got one. Uh, our last one. This is the Monday night. Uh, game here we got the Lions at the Packers Green Bay favorite it's up to 11 11 and a half now yep. with a uh, total of 48 this line open Green Bay 10 and a half with a total of 49 and a half um, I'll let, I let you I'll let you start as far as what you what you think about your team going into this game the state of the franchise right now Man, either Rodgers are shaving points, you know, if they don't lose, they lose this game. I just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lions, Lions down a cornerback at Cuda, you know, wish him a speedy recovery. Never want to see that that type of injury, you know, happen in the league, especially for a corner who, who I think it, it was really good in college. And yeah. I think just haven't found the right system for him yet. But, um, yeah, Swift is questionable per usual. Jamal Williams is, you know, questionable as well and those two really good you know really really good backs and and if they're half and nowhere even close to what they're going on I just don't want Jared Goff throwing the ball 50 60 times because that means the Packers didn't get a lot of pressure last week but that offensive line in New Orleans is really really good very underrated and not really talked about a lot Drew Brees sat back there at at 40 and 41 years old and didn't take a lot of hits so that, how they, they invested in that line a lot so it's very very good that Detroit Lions don't have the same. Rashad Gary, Preston Smith, Darius Smith. I expect them to get pressure on golf and make it uncomfortable. And 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 golf lacks the weapons on the outside outside of Hawkinson to be able to push to stretch that ball down the field against the Packers defense. The Packers defense was embarrassed. They couldn't get off the field. Couldn't stop the run. Typical things that we see all year. And I would expect them on a bounce back game. And remember, Lambeau Field to Green Bay means everything. I would say Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau feel is worth seven points on this home. No matter, I don't really, it doesn't matter who they're playing. I just feel they got a home crowd. They haven't had a, a full stadium in over a year. And then fans show up and show out. And I just don't think that's the kind of environment Detroit can go in and, and see anything. I expect them to cover the 11, but I mean, I just, I took it, I took it as a money line. I got it early, minus 550, and just took them to win. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a game where they definitely got to have some some uh some pride, 
You know, they got to come out with some pride season opener at home. Um, this is this feels like to me one of those games Aaron Rodgers come out and toss three, four touchdowns. Um, they had no touchdowns last week. Devontae, you know, didn't score. Um, I like um, I like Devontae Adams anytime touchdown prop, um, especially with uh, Lions being down a corner. Um, and, and him not getting into the end zone last week. I think they I think they make that connection. Um, this seems like a Packers a game where they scored 30 points plus, you know. Um, they may jump on them early and it might, you know, like you said, I could I could see um, you know, my, my power rankings has this a lot, you know, a lot higher, um, around 12 and a half, 13, but you know. Um, the Lions show last week that, you know, regardless, they're going to keep playing, you know, so I guess the Dan Campbell biting the kneecaps uh, translates over into team effort, I guess, you know, because they was two minutes to go, you know, down 41-17 and they <laughs> have a chance to tie the game at the end. So that was that was pretty wild. Um, but, yeah, I, this feels like a, a, a game where the Packers just got to come out and offensively, you know, they should just – they should just dominate. This line's defense can't stop the run. They can't – they don't – they're down a corner. Uh, they don't have real team speed. Like, it should be – it should be a redemption game um, for this for this Packers team. So, um, I don't I don't have a play on the side or the total. It's uh, it's kind of too many points for me. I'm, uh, I'm not a big fan of laying double digits. In the NFL, so those games I tend to kind of look away a little bit, you know, unless I get an opportunity to move it down to a number that I like. Like if I was moving it down to a field goal, you know, I'd be more inclined to want to do that. But um, yeah, the side of the total, I don't have any opinion on. I I, I like uh, Devontae Adams anytime touchdown in this game, though. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot less scoring. Um, you said the team total for the Packers is what thirty. Yeah, it was at 29 and a half, and the last time I saw it was at 30. Yeah, I, I expect I, I expect more dose from the run, more run, more play action. Aaron Jones didn't really get going. A.J. Dillon, you know, didn't really get going as well either. And and they gave up 110 yards or five yards uh, from Elijah Washington, a rookie. You know, anybody, anybody can run a Niners offense, but LaFleur and, and Shanahan pretty much run the same type of offense. I expect them to come out in the game and, and to really pound the ground on the ball um, and straight through Detroit's middle and, and make them stop it. And then at that point, you know, they they got to bring either safety down or add some help. And like I said, it, and now correlates with B saying with any time Devontae Adams, because the Packers are going to take some shots. They're going to, they, they're, they're a punch, punch, punch with you. And then they're a knockout team. So that to me feels like they're going to smother. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised this game is, is 31-17. Or yeah. thirty seventeen, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, they probably. That's why I was thinking. I was like, man, it, this thing opened twenty nine and a half. They, it must go. It must. It must probably gonna land right at like thirty, like or close to it, thirty one. You know, something like that. Um, I originally uh, leaned towards the Packers team total over, but seeing that twenty nine and a half, I thought that was lower than uh, what I thought it should have been, but. Um, yeah, this uh, I mean, this Lions defense is isn't good, uh, so they they got to take advantage, uh, and you can't lose. They can't lose, um, the game at all. So you know, 
Um, I don't do a whole lot of uh, parlays, but you know, I think if you want to add this one to your parlay, just taking a, a money line, um, you know, I don't think it would be a, a bad thing. Um, yeah, you, you take you take it to add it to the win and, and call it a day. Like I said, right now my parlays are up, just getting my locks out as we conclude. I have the Broncos uh, at minus three twenty five, I believe. Let me make sure I get it accurate. I have the Broncos at 275. I got New England at 255 money line. Broncos 275 money line. And then the Packers 550 money line is my parlay for the weekend. Got you. Mine's is uh, I just have um, Jacksonville Jaguars and Broncos. Oh, no, I'm set Jacksonville. Broncos and the, um, uh, and the Patriots on a two-team money line parlay. Um, Combine a ticket at like one minus one ninety one, um, and then I have a um, six and a half point teaser with the Broncos down to money line, and the um, Philadelphia Eagles uh, from um, three and a half up to um, plus ten, um, and those are those are my plays as far as this uh, this weekend. Um, I did like the uh, lean towards the. Uh, Three totals, um, uh, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, under 47, uh, and Tennessee, Seattle, over 54. Uh, as far as uh, any totals, and then I like Miles Sanders and Devontae Adams, anytime touchdown props on FanDuel as well. And I'll put those eyes in the in in NFL game. Group. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, I, I definitely I like uh, I like um, Ezekiel Elliott uh, over on the um, on a rushing yards and a touchdown. Um, I also uh, like Devontae Adams with you anytime touchdown. I like Adam Thielen touchdown um, or Justin Jefferson anytime touchdown. I like both of those. And then lastly, um, I like Calvin Ridley to go over 100 yards receiving as my player props. Oh, yep. Yeah, well, they got 10 for day. That's right. Yep, I like that. Uh, cool. That's uh that's our eight game slate. Um did you have you have anything else uh did you want to add to the to the folks out here? No, nothing at all, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and hope you guys are getting something from it. Um definitely love feedback, anything else you want us to talk about, um, anything visual that you know eventually we're gonna go visual so we can show you, you know, how we operate the tools and things that we use, but Definitely appreciate you guys uh, listening in and you know, all our friends, family, people that support us. And, and man, we all bet 10 as many times as we can, though. Hey, man. Thank, yeah, thank you for, for anybody that's tuning in, uh, tuning in, watching. We'll continue these. And we'll, we'll also add uh, get on on Mondays and uh, do a lot uh, to, you know, opening lines, you know, to talk about what we're seeing going into the week. And then we'll also um, – uh, implement the the Sunday show, you know, get you some insight, you know, my Sunday morning for you, uh, put any games in. Um, and uh, no, that's, uh, that's, I think that's pretty much, pretty much it, man. Um, oh, and also if you like you, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Rich, if you, if you are trying to contact us as well, um, we are on Twitter and Instagram. That's my guys sports on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, my guys underscore sports. 
Um, and you can also email us at team at myguys with a Z sports.com. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, want to get on the show, want to drop a pick, anything like that. Um, and then I'm Spurl Online. Um, that's IG and Twitter. Uh, and then Freeway, the artist formerly known as Freeway. Now, Moneyline, Rich Will, where can they find you at? Uh, IG, Money, um, Moneyline, Rich Will. Um, obviously, at Moneyline, Rich Will. And like I said, hit us up. Any questions, anything we got going on, you know, we're always here to talk, you know. Right now, we're giving out, we'll give out a couple free consultations, you know, if anybody's interested in want to learn how to bet, you know, reach out to us. We definitely set some time aside to to show you a little bit of the game. Man, I like that. Hey, thank you for tuning in. All bets in. That was episode two. See you. Thanks for tuning in to All Bets In with My Guy Sports. With My Guy Sports. Check us out next time and remember to bet responsibly.